You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The top 10 upsets just keep coming. UNC falling in Atlanta to the Yellow Jackets last night. Tennessee losing at home to South Carolina not long after they had knocked off Kentucky, uh, what, a week and a half ago or so in Columbia. It just keeps happening. College hoops getting crazy, and we will dive back into Super Bowl 58. We'll talk Pebble Beach in a little bit as well inside our two-minute drill in the third and final hour. Lightning bets before we wrap up here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. We'll also do our NFL year in review today, focusing on the teams of the NFC North. But you heard the craziness there. We got to help. We got to bring somebody to help us make sense of it from the early read. And you can find him at BetSided as well. Reed Wallach joins us here on BetQL Daily. Reed, let's start with those top 10 upsets. It happens again. And this time for Tennessee at home. North Carolina, you heard the wild ending there. Um, Is there anybody, anybody at the top of this thing that we fully and explicitly trust at this point? Guys, thanks for having me on. And before before I talk about the top of the the top of the board in terms of like title futures, Jay Williams, a locked in Reese Davis, giving a great call on an upset like that, and Jay Williams talking about a no call. Like, come on, let Reese Davis call the game. Let him have that moment. I Jay Williams taking the fun out of a an upset like that. That final call, but I think this just shows the parity in college basketball right now. Uh, I think it's a long season. Teams are going to have their slip-ups. Uh, I was on Georgia Tech last night when they knocked off North Carolina. It looked like it was finally the, the sell spot Look, you know, ahead of that Duke game. Uh, you could say the same for Tennessee, though. They're going to Rupp Arena on Saturday, a loaded Saturday slate, and maybe they were looking a little ahead to a Final Four contender in Kentucky, and they look past a pretty good South Carolina team. So I think there's a lot of peaks and valleys in every season. I don't think you should be looking at this one like, oh, Tennessee can't do it this year because they lost at home to South Carolina. I think it just shows that the gap from these teams are what, like top five, top 10 teams to South Carolina is like a top, what are they, like 50 team? I think the gap is smaller than it's been in, you know, five years ago, eight years ago. I think there are more upsets per se because the gap is just that much smaller with the prevalence of the transfer portal and stuff like that. Reed, I know there's a few spots you like on tonight's card. Uh, let's start with the Xavier. They're a short home favorite against St. John's. Numbers, uh, one and a half. What do you like there? Yeah, I, I like Xavier here. This is a rematch from December 20th. St. John's absolutely smoked Xavier in this one. But if you, you look a little bit deeper, kind of an uncharacteristic Xavier outing in that one. They had uh, 18 turnovers as a team that's really good at protecting the ball. 
they're also a pretty prevalent three-point shooting team in conference play. St. John's running real hot, defending the three. They have the Big East best three-point defense allowed. They're allowing teams to shoot just 26% from beyond the arc. And just to go back to that UNC game, UNC was holding teams to 24% three-point shooting in ACC play. That's not going to keep up. Even if it's a slight regression back to the mean, you're going to see those things. So you got St. John's, play tight against Marquette at home. They smoked Villanova last week. They're now going on the road. I think this is a good spot for Xavier. Maybe you're getting some inherent market value because look at Xavier's last two games. Lose to Creighton by double digits. Lose to UConn by 33 on the road. Coming back home, Xavier, I think, in a pretty good spot to get back on track. So I laid the the small number there with uh, the Musketeers at home. I love it. What about Boise State at number 19, New Mexico? Are we laying it with the Lobos, the spread at 10 and a half? So Boise State has been, especially in recent years, a Mountain West, a contender. They've made the tournament the last, uh, you know, been in the tournament discussion, made it uh, in recent years. This team isn't the same. And this is a New Mexico team that when you go to the pit, you are in big trouble. This team plays at a top 10 pace. They're loaded on offense. They turn you over. Great guard play. The freshman, JT Toppin, is looking to be a, a first-round prospect. Uh, this number is a bit wide, though. We're looking double digits here against a Boise State team that I don't think is the same as recent years, but could still keep this one close. I would pivot more for New Mexico's team total over. That should be in like the 80-ish range. They've gone over that number in their last five games and beyond. They're at home, running real hot, playing a fast tempo. Boise, bottom half of the country in terms of rim protection this year, in terms of near uh, proximity field goal percentage allowed. So I think New Mexico could put up their number. I just don't know if they could cover that uh, big spread. Reed Wallach, a betsider with us here on BetQL Daily. And, you know, we've been trying to figure out this system, Reed, for the home dogs that we see, especially in the power conferences, seemingly pulling out wins, straight up wins, if not just covering in a lot of cases uh, in this college basketball season. One that sticks out tonight in the always ridiculous bloodbath of the Big 12, UCF. Uh, they've got an upset against Texas earlier in the year on their resume. Uh, they host Baylor tonight, and they're getting three, three and a half at home. So I will say in terms of like this home dog, like smash spot that I feel like in recent years, everyone's been on, and it's like the clear spot. Like anecdotally, Villanova on Tuesday night against Marquette. Everybody loved Villanova, right? They lost four straight. Marquette's on the road. They're ranked. Villanova's favored. Like, what What gives here? Like, that, this is a clear uh, slam spot for Villanova. Villanova came back, but they were also down, I think, 20 in the first half, and they ended up losing pretty convincingly. I was on Marquette. I think the market is sharpening up quite a bit to that spot, right, where the obvious, like, oh, unranked team favored against the ranked team. No, I, I'm kind of off those. You look at what Kempom had in that game, and now there's a data set building where we have a pretty firm grasp on what these teams are. Marquette was favored by one in that game, and we were getting a bucket there with the Golden Eagles, who I rate very highly. So I was happy to take Marquette there, and they ended up coming through for me. So I think you got to still pick and choose your spots, and it's not like blindly backing that like proven system. I think the market is making you pay a pretty significant tax there. As for UCF tonight, I actually like this matchup quite a bit. Baylor, the team has come back to earth quite a bit from their three-point shooting. They're going on the road. 
two of their three road games they have lost two of them have went to overtime they've struggled quite a bit and where they're really struggling is defending at the rim allowing teams to shoot 55 percent on twos in conference play they're outside the top 300 defending at the rim UCF's offense, I'm not going to tell you, is any good, but they're a top 10 defense, according to Kempom, and the ability to generate easy buckets in a slow possession game, I'm really happy to get over a bucket with the Knights. So I like UCF uh, catching points against Baylor. I know people might flock to them off the triple overtime loss and three in a row. I'm not sure this is the exact spot for Baylor to get back on track. Okay. What about uh, Pitt and Wake? Pitt, another one of those uh, short home favorites, one and a half, some spots already up to two. Yeah, I, I think Wake, I, they're a home court merchant is what I like to call them. They, they really thrive at home. They're undefeated at home. But uh, when they go on the road, they're not the same. They're two and six away from home. And those two wins come against Towson on a neutral and Boston College. Pitt starting to turn it around. Uh, I think that they have the size to bang down low with someone like Efton Reed. And you look at Wake running really hot from three. Their three percentage metrics look nice. They're what, like top 30 in the country in three-point percentage. When they go on the road, that's the top 103 point percentage. So you're seeing that drop off and it's starting to show in their play. They're really relying on the three point shot. Pitt, really stout defense. They clean the glass really well. They have the size. Again, you're asking me to take the team to win at home. I like Pitt. Blake Kinson's starting to play good ball. So I like uh, the Panthers there at home. Another small favorite. I want to ask you about Arizona, number four mm-hmm. in Ken Palm, but they've had some curious losses this season, even in their own conference. Is this a team that maybe could be a little bit fraudulent come tournament time? Or how do you rate this Wildcats team? So I like to do weekly, Aaron. Uh, I like to call it the Kempom 2020, where if you are on the top 20 in terms of offensive efficiency and defense efficiency, by the end of the season, you qualify as a national champion. Based, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's two since 2003. Uh, all but two have won the national championship. Arizona fits that bill right now. They're sixth on offense, 13th on defense. They have some curious results, and the three-point defense is a bit concerning. We've seen Arizona really run into trouble come tournament time when the game slows down. I will say this team looks a bit different. They're not running the two-big lineup anymore. They're running really that one big with Omar Balo and four wings outside of them. So they kind of look a little bit more versatile, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm there as like national championship winner. There are a little too many bouts with a poor, ineffective play, especially shooting. But I don't know if this team is like going to lose to Princeton again. It might just be a little bit later in the tournament. Uh, they are a tricky uh, team to crack, uh, especially when they leave Tucson. They, they really just aren't the same team. Reed Wallach from Betside with us talking college hoop. So Big picture, when you think about futures, teams, whether they're at the top of the board or not, uh, you may have in mind with uh, the stretch run and March fast approaching. Uh, yeah, so like I mentioned, those like 2020 buckets, I'm looking for balanced teams, teams that can win in multiple ways. Uh, I We were talking about Tennessee earlier. That is a team I placed a future on in the past two weeks. I believe that Tennessee is different. Uh Famous last words, I'm going to trust Rick Barnes in March. But I do think that this team looks a little bit different than it has in the past. Uh, Dalton Connect, in my opinion, is the best wing in the entire country. Uh, This is a guy who's regularly scoring 25-plus, and he gives Tennessee a complexion on offense that they haven't had in recent years. And meanwhile, they're still backing it up on defense. It's still top-five defense. They have size down low. 
And having a bucket getter like Dalton Connect really opens up the floor, in my opinion. So Tennessee, they fit the bill. And I think, you know, them with the same odds as Kentucky, I believe it says on the side there, uh, I think that's a little crazy given the complexion of Kentucky's roster. They have high-end talent, but that's a team that's like approaching outside the top 100 in adjusted defense. So Kentucky, red flags are up. I do not trust Kentucky come March. Great stuff, Reed, as always. We appreciate the time today, man. All right, thanks, guys. Best of luck tonight. Absolutely. Reed Wallach, the early read. You can download that. Plus, check out all his stuff at BetSided as well, including that weekly 2020 in the Ken Palm rankings. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our NFL year in review division by division continues with the NFC North right here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.